Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 4-26-2019, the semi-daily news that even plants crave, and Anchor's number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens. Nintendo Switch Online surpasses 9.8 million subscribers. Nintendo Switch Online is very, very close to reaching 10 million subscribers. Revealed in a financial results briefing for the fiscal year ending March 2019, Nintendo reported that NSO subscriptions have exceeded 9.8 million accounts, excluding free trial memberships, after it went live last September. While we know this figure includes family memberships, it's unclear what the current breakdown of membership types are. As it stands, NSO costs $4 for a one-month subscription, $8 for three months, $20 for a year, and $35 for an annual family membership, which allows up to eight Nintendo account holders to use the service on different systems. Nintendo reported that NSO surpassed 8 million subscribers in January, meaning the service has gained nearly 2 million new subscribers in the last few months. Nintendo also revealed in January that Switch sales have passed 32 million units, meaning less than a third of Switch's install base is paying for NSO. With all of this in mind, NSO is on track to surpass 10 million subscribers very soon. Nintendo also revealed in its financial results briefing that Tetris 99, the Battle Royale-like Tetris game that comes included with NSO, has been played by 2.8 million accounts since its launch in February. Nintendo says its plans to implement in-game events into Tetris 99 to encourage players to keep coming to the game. This is amazing. Nintendo is killing it right now with the Switch. These numbers are actually pretty decent. Second is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. PlayStation 5 will not launch before April 2020. This is a short one, but I thought it was interesting. Sony will not launch the PlayStation 5 before April 2020. The statement comes from Sony's PR department in the wake of the company's end of financial year results and has been reported by the Wall Street Journal writer Takashi Machizuki on Twitter. <clears throat> no next-gen PlayStation launch over the next 12 months, he said. This puts the PlayStation 5's launch window outside of the 2019-2020 financial year, meaning it will be May 2020 at the earliest before we see Sony's next console on sale. Of course, that's assuming the console will release in 2020 at all. At current, we have no official suggestion as to what year Sony's next-gen hardware will launch. Now, enjoy a sweet and saucy ad from Anchor. Third is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Even more confusing Death Stranding details revealed. Hideo Kojima has revealed some new details about Death Stranding at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York, but as with so many things Death Stranding related, the details are vague and leave us with more questions than answers. It's an open-world action game, but it's really something new, said Kojima via Games Radar Plus. Part of that something new appears to be a focus on connections. There are so many things happening in the real world. In America, in Europe, everything is actually connected by the internet. But in a way, we're not connected in the real world these days, Kojima revealed. I'm putting that as a metaphor in the game, he elaborated. The player will have to reconnect the world in the game. You're very alone. There's solitude, but you're trying to connect. The story and the gameplay, the keyword is connection. There's so many things in between, of course, but the key is connection. Previously, Death Stranding has been described as being about collaboration, and so it appears that interacting with humans is a central component of the game. If that means an MMO-style multiplayer game, a journey-style cooperative story, or something beyond those concepts entirely remains to be seen. I also threw in a really new idea, Kojima teased, although what he had to say didn't clarify what this new idea is. You're connecting the game, and everyone is playing it together. 
and you'll be connected. Everyone will be connected together as well. I can't say anything because Sony will be very unhappy. I don't want to be disconnected from Sony. Joining Kojima at the talk was Norman Reedus, who plays Death Stranding's protagonist, Sam. Reedus had plenty to say about Kojima's vision of the game, but offered no insight as to what you actually do in it, aside stating that there are violent elements to it. Perhaps the most confusing tidbit was offered by Kojima, who explained that there is a location in the game where you control only a camera, not a character. You can kind of move the camera to see around, and when you look at Sam, he might do something like wink at you, he said, suggesting some kind of meta elements, but maybe that should come as no big surprise. The game's trailer features a throat-dwelling fetus giving a thumbs up to the camera after all. Uh, Kojima is gonna ko- Kojima and give some of the most cryptic answers and uh, just tidbits. So Death Stranding is probably going to be dope. Can't wait. Last is from GameSpot and written by Jeremy Winslow. Respawn addresses Apex Legends ongoing issues. With the announcement that Apex Legends Season 2 details will come in June, Respawn Entertainment has provided a much-needed update on the state of its Battle Royale title. Executive producer at Respawn, Drew McCoy, wrote a lengthy blog post discussing server performance problems, audio and hit registration issues, content update plans, and more. The post outlines how the California-based studio intends to deal with several issues impacting Apex Legends, including closely monitoring server performance at the beginning of matches, tracking incorrect hit detection and registration in-game, and more. The stability of Apex Legends is very important to us, McCoy said. We've been doing a lot of work internally to improve our process across the board. Respawn admits there's a growing strategy to deal with cheaters, but it hasn't announced anything yet to avoid telegraphing our moves. Respawn has yet to confirm when Apex Legends will see this these changes, but will talk more about the work that's being done in these areas and provide updates about when we'll be addressing them in future patches over the next few weeks. McCoy didn't shy away from conversation around crunch. In a week when Polygon unveiled Epic Games' severe work conditions on Fortnite, McCoy said, The studio culture that we've worked hard to cultivate and the health of our team are very important. He added that Respawn wants to avoid crunch because it can quickly lead to burnout or worse. This means any future Titanfall projects are delayed indefinitely to fully support Apex Legends' longevity. No, No resources from the Apex Legends team are being shifted to other titles in development here at the studio, McCoy confirmed. Nor are we pulling resources from the team working on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.